Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast uh, presented by DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. I got DJ D. Miles. What's good, what's good? I got Jamie the Great. Yep. And DJ Neva is MIA right now. Shout out to DJ Neva. And uh, we got a real special guest from the Bay Area, San Francisco. This motherfucker told me not to say San Fran. No. <laughs> nah. But we got one of the Bay Area's finest over here. And the new current U.S. champion, Red Bull 3-style. Yes. For the U.S., yes, right? Yes, Accolades. He just cleaned it up uh, this past December 2019. Talk that shit. We got the man, Lazy Boy, in the yeah. building. What's good? Hi. Hello. What's up, man? What's good? What's uh, good, man? Life. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. No, no doubt, man. So let's uh let's let's talk about it. How you feeling now? How you feeling nowadays? What's good with you? And pertaining to what? As your health and everything. Yeah. Um. Actually, I saved. I was telling Jaime. I call him Jaime. Jaime, yeah. Jamie, yeah. Jamie, Jaime. His close friends call him Jaime. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Lazy boy, been, been down for years. We go way back. That's yeah. a lie. He has no close friends. <laughs> way back. <laughs> way back to Nam last week. Yeah, yeah, we hung That's out right. at Nam. Oh, you guys were at Nam, right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Were, yeah. Yo, he had a flock full of people lined up for for pictures and uh, autographs and and yeah. and to meet him. It was yeah. great. It was, was weird. Dope. It was star weird. power, bro. Yeah, it was weird. I saw I saw you kind of uneasy, a little overwhelmed, maybe. Just a little tad bit. There's just way too many dudes versus girl race. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. My man. Were they, like, grabbing you? They touching you? What was going on? You know, I I was numb from the experience, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, wow. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did feel a hammer cooking came up, though. I was like, what? Huh? No, it was just me. I just yeah. went. It was just me. I was flying I didn't so go to NAM. No, yeah. it was just me. Yeah. No, I'm saying I felt a hand oh. when cooking came up. Okay. Oh yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. we we are gonna have to decipher some of the the things you're saying. You know what I mean? A little bit. <laughs> all right, all right. This dude was talking about girls. Earlier, we picked him up from the airport. He was talking about girls, and I thought I heard gnomes. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. gnomes too. If there's anything that doesn't sound right, just ask me to repeat it. Yeah, okay. Or we'll just guess. It's more fun that way. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah okay. Yeah. It's like we, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a point system in the corner of this video. So every time you get one right, you get a point. Ding. Yeah, let's see who scores the most yeah. points. Yo, yo, that's, you should do that for real. <laughs> That'd be so funny. But how are you? Well, how are you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling. I'm actually right now. I'm feeling a little like shaky. Um, but um, we get through this. Yeah, I mean, I you know we're very uh, honored to have you over here and grateful Thank to you, have man. you over Thank here, you. man. To take yeah. a to fly out here and uh, we're really. Really, really happy that you came through, man. Um, I'm super stoked. Yeah. And yeah, I appreciate it. So I want to talk about what's going on with you right now. You just won. It seems like a lot of great shit's happening, you know. You, you, you just won the U.S. Finals for the Red Bull 3 style in December. Great, great routine. Great um, Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, you, you've been doing a lot of stuff uh, recently. You even, uh, you, I mean, this is a while back, but you opened up for J.S. Spinoza. You did, like, the boiler room set. And, uh, you know, we were speaking to the, your homie Audio One, and you did a great outside land set, right? Yeah, she was and crazy. And the Heineken tent. Heineken tent, yeah. What is this outside lands thing? What is it? Like it's just a, a festival. It's just like a Bay Area festival? Yeah, it's just a festival. Like, yeah. you, here you guys have, like, EDC. It's just a festival in the Bay, but it's, like, more live bands than, um, than DJs. Yeah. Um, I was checking out your set. It's, just, it's like, you do a lot of, like, a, a lot of great wordplay. And Thanks. then, yeah, yeah. And which was kind of like your Red Bull three style set, you know? It was like a, did a lot of dope wordplay, a lot of high energy. I don't know. I just a lot of three style set was just a lot of shit that I do out and about. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I have a, a dry erase wall at my house, like an entire mm-hmm. wall. Yeah. And I just write down ideas and routines and how long they are and uh, what tempo they're at and then try to put them together like a puzzle. And that's just what my three shots that was. Are you are you uh, are you uh, ready for Moscow? That's in what April? Bro, I'm not ready at all. I haven't even started. Oh, you haven't even. Uh, you're not doing it. No, actually, I've been really focusing on just my health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it's like it sucks. I mean, I uh, it sucks because I I want to win. I don't want to let down let people down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more about that. Like it's it's a win already. Like just being able to have the u.s title mm-hmm. but i mean yo like the energy from and i wasn't there in uh what was it was it in san francisco yeah, it was yeah. In san francisco. i wasn't in san francisco for the for the u.s finals but the energy when you were djing was intense it was like it was crazy like i could feel it through uh your you know through the videos and it was even iphone videos i could yeah. feel it through the it, iphone it was, videos it was on you know what I mean? Yeah, it was right. Really I was so pissed. <laughs> yeah, somebody. I was like, damn, this shit is just done sideways. But whatever. It's my homie. It was my homie, uh, Miguel, uh, uh-huh. uh, Mr. E, DJ Mr. E. He has an Al Pastor Poppy plug taco uh, truck. Yeah. And uh, I, he started live streaming. I'm like, bro, don't live stream because they might shut it off in the middle. I'm like, just shoot a video. And he was the only person who really shot a video. Everyone else was live streaming. Yeah. Right. And then. Just naturally, if you're live streaming, your camera's like that. Right, right. If it were me, I would have told him like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, This dude was like sticking like bottles in his pants and gonna go hump the air. (laughs) And at a certain point of his set, I was like, yo, he's he's pulling all the stops here. Wait, wait, what happened? You did something where you just uh, stuck like a bottle in your pants. Oh, dude, that was fucked up. If you go and you watch that video again, the stage manager comes up and removes. Me and Miguel had taped up two Red Bulls together, and I was in. A, I wore sweatpants that day. I went out and bought them just for the show, so I could stick it, in, stick that bottle, the two cans in my pants. And it's, um, I'm so excited. Yeah. And I just can't hide it. Yeah. I'm yeah. about to lose control, and I like it. And I was going to come out there with a boner, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't hide it, you know. And then I'm about to lose control and open that shit up across the entire front row. Yeah. I'm happy you I were didn't. gonna skeet all over the yes. And I, I had. I'm kind of glad that they weren't. Yeah. I, think that was a, I think that was a blessing, ladies and gentlemen. It was. I think that was a blessing. That was. Dude, a you know, was people would be upset. <laughs> oh, they <were laughs> sticky red ball all over everybody. They would have been upset. I would have been tight if yeah, someone like, just skeeted on my I, face. <laughs> I would have been like, "Yo, you wanted everything, but listen, my man, you I fucked know, up I my phone." I would have been like, "Yo, I, I wasn't really feeling that part of the show." <laughs> no, but um, what was I, I wanted you to kind of go in depth a little bit. There was a section in your set where you played like the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend, and you had dynamics on there. And yeah. what was that? That was like a tribute to him. What was it? Um, actually, so I'd asked him. Um, I asked him. Before. I didn't know. I didn't know if you like. Uh, I'm talking about DJ Dynamics. You kind of pulled him on stage with you. Yeah. And you played the Golden Girls song. So and it was really touching. And I didn't know if like you guys. And also, like, it was kind of confusing because Dynamics was another contestant. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if he's like. I didn't know if you were fucking with him or if you guys dated or like what the <laughs> fuck was going <laughs> on. Like some summer jam shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he brought him on stage. Yeah. Um, actually, um, I hit him up when, when we both got picked. I was like, oh, shit, because that guy's a fucking legend. Like, I mm-hmm. thought he had it in the bag. I, 
And um, and so I hit him up and I'm like, yo, hey, you want to do a merry-go-round? Like, when I'm on stage, I've never seen anybody do that. Let's do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I'm down. I said, I have no idea what song we're going to use, but um, I'll let you know when we, when we get to San Francisco. And this was like two months before. And when you mean merry-go-round, you mean like when every like everyone just kind of juggles you, and switches off? Juggles a record and switches off. Kind yeah, of. and I wouldn't call it juggling. Um, it's actually called technically. Sorry, I mean. No, go ahead. But it's called backspinning. Yeah. Or double cutting. Yeah. Well, what is it? Double cutting. Yeah. Okay. Or backspinning. Yeah. It's not juggling. What's juggling? No. Oh, okay. Juggling is like when you bring on one side, you bring four bars, and you do another side, and you keep cutting back and forth. Juggling okay. is where you actually take the beat and you make a different beat with yeah. it. And have a different pattern. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Back when, did, when did that definition come? No, it's <laughs> been around forever. Yeah, it looks really? like a juggle, bro. But some people just don't care. They let people say it, and I'm not that guy. Like, don't call San Francisco San. San Fran. <laughs> San Fran. <laughs> San Fran's fine. What, what, what is what is up with that? What does that mean when someone says San Fran? Uh, it's not that it means something. It's just. Nah, you was kind of tight when. It's uh, just a honky way of saying it. It's just it's it's goofy. Honky. You said a honky way. Yeah, yeah. honky. <laughs> no, you know what? It, I San Fran. Honky ass crook. Dude, just call me a LA dudes do that though. Like, I feel like a lot of LA California people, Southern California at least, they're like, you're yo, going to San, San Fran. Fran. Yeah, you're going Ask to San someone Fran like Tico. Ask someone who's like a San Francisco native, native, you know? Yeah. I was born there, but I didn't grow up there. I grew up in like an hour north in the country. Yeah. I'm a honky. He's a honky. <laughs> <laughs> it takes I'm a cold ass honky. <laughs> I thought you were like Mexican. He you're thought like you Jewish, were Mexican. Right? <laughs> Actually, you want to know something crazy? Yeah. I'm Filipino. You're Filipino? Really? Yeah. Swear no to God. Way. You're lying. I swear to God. Check it out. I'll pull it up right now. I, I did a DNA test and I'm 100% that bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No. Yeah, I, 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 I'm 100% that bitch. What no, you know? Really, right here. Right here. 30, 33%. No, 30% Asian. Let's East. read that. Let's read that. 30% uh, Asian, East Asian, 16% Polynesian, 11% Scandinavian, 9% Native American. Uh, Slash Chihuahua and Durango. Ooh, you from you from you from the south. Seven percent Great Britain, Europe, West, like six percent. Yeah, I mean you're basically wow. you're kind of Mexican on the low. A little seven yeah. percent Chihuahua, Chihuahua and Durango. Yeah, yeah you just listen to the Chihuahua part, but yeah. he's actually more Asian than anything. Yeah, yeah. It's more Asian, and then uh, <laughs> white Scandinavian, whatever. But yeah. you know what you mean? Oh, you want to know something crazy? But you have a pretty white name, right? Um, <laughs> I was adopted. Oh, you were adopted. So, yo, you want to hear a crazy story? Yeah, yeah. I told some people this. We just we have to come back to whatever question you just asked. And I totally forgot what the person you were talking nah, about. Nah, we'll yeah. go back to it. <laughs> but check out. So I took this DNA test because my roommates were um, all doing it. I'm like, hey, fuck it. Is it on Amazon, 60 bucks. I get this shit today. Do it. In two weeks, I get the results. So I do it. I'm adopted, right? I match with this motherfucker. Who do you match with somebody? Eduardo Ayalan. So what is that, like your brother? Um, according to what it said, it was like she was my close relative, like uncle or uh, something like that. So it turns out... Um, it's just like a web... Like you could just do this on yeah, the website? Yeah, this is kind of interesting. We are going to have to do it. Yeah. You should. <laughs> you the should. podcast. I don't want to do this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> turns out he's my fucking uncle. Oh, so you hit him up. I hit him up. Um, and... I looked him up on Facebook, and I saw that uh, one of his family members um, was had a mutual friend with my next my neighbor down the street. I was like, "What the hell? This is so weird!" 
So I hit up um, DJ Rick Lee from uh, SBC Southbound. DJ Rick Lee? Yeah, from KML. OG, been on the radio for yeah, like 20-something uh-huh. years. Yeah, yeah, KML. Yeah, KML. And I'm like, yo, Rick, who's this chick on your, um, on your mutual friends? friends? And he's like, oh, I don't know if I should say this, but... Oh, it's just a chick I used to smash. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yo, can you connect us? And he connected us, and I was talking with her, and she's like, she sent me all these photos. So, like, she sent me this photo of of this dude right here. Oh, wow. And I was like, dude, that looks like me and Justin Bieber Whoa. had a kid. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> that looks right? like me and Justin Bieber have a kid. Yeah, yeah a for real. Bit. Like that's bo- that's bo- quite bo- a hairdo, man. And then that dude, I was like, damn, dude, it was like me when I was a kid. This is me when I was a kid. Wow. That's me when I was a kid. So wait, so when did you find all of this out? This was like almost two years ago. Wow. Damn, man. So you were adopted. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause I so seen, what are I your s- parents? Um, This is my mom and that's my dad. They're white as shit. My mom is Jewish, so that <laughs> makes Jewish. me Jewish. Okay. Yeah, because when, when, when people look you up, they identify you as Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like your background is Jewish. They said like you're, you're, yeah. you have a Jewish family background. I couldn't right? say a single word in Hebrew, so I don't know. What did you celebrate? Hanukkah? Real Jews won't think that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas? Um, I celebrate whatever people want to give me shit on whatever day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's uh, fair enough. No, but I actually did a menorah this year, but I do it mainly because both my sister and my mom died and. Mm. It's just to remember them. Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry, man. sorry, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it happens, man. You're gonna die too. Yeah, yeah we, we all are. That's the name of the last episode. <laughs> he looked at you first, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> the black guy was first. The black guy was there first. He looked at D first. Yeah. Oh, I feel, I feel better about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. If he looked at me, if he looked at me first, and he said, "You're gonna die," I was just, I'll be like, "Yo, fuck you." Oh, I feel like an asshole now. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen your dad on some of your videos. He was there for your operation and stuff like that, dude. I never thought y'all were you were adopted. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so it's even crazier. So the girl, um, my cousin, she she sent me all these photos, right? She sent me this one. She said, um, every everyone in my family is married as far as like the uncles and stuff, except for one uncle. I can't talk right now. Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry. Who yeah. said Uncle Larry first? I did. Oh, you did. Point. So, so wait, all of your family is married except this one uncle. Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry. And he got a divorce a long time ago, and he's been dating chicks on the low. This is like verbatim what she said, what she told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, tell me. You can zoom in as much as you want, right here, brother. Like, and then tell me who Uncle Larry is. <laughs> uncle Larry's been searching. By the way, this looks like a nice nineteen seventy pr- picture there. It's super old. Yeah. You, should, you should screenshot that and put it on the screen. Oh, yeah, we'll try. I don't know. I can't guess. I'm oh, not lie, man. Everyone here. looks the same, man. <laughs> yeah. Now, look at my smile. Look at them. <laughs> they all look the same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, look at his smile. <laughs> I'll tell you who. I already, I already kind of know who Uncle Larry is. The bald dude, right? Is it the bald guy? No, no, it's not the bald guy. That looks like the dad. Yeah, no. Like, damn. damn, man. I, I'm thinking it's this guy right here. All right, what do you think? Let me see. You pass me the phone. I think the one I, I blew up, I, that's what I think Uncle Larry is. The one you <laughs> blew up. <laughs> Big pause. Jesus. No. <laughs> Yo, they oh, all look, no, they all uh, look the Uncle same. Uncle Larry's on the gray suit. 
Am I right or who's Let right? Let me see. I don't even know what he's wearing. The, the one on the far right is Uncle Larry. Oh, yeah, you were right. Oh, yeah, you yeah, were, you were right. right. Yeah. And when I look at that photo, I'm like, dude, that is me. Yeah. Like, first of all, look at his, his earlobes. I mean, you guys can't see mine, but they're connected. Mine are connected. That's a genetic thing. Wow. And yeah. then look at his DJ hand. Look at his DJ <laughs> hand. <laughs> Jesus Bro, Christ. Look at this, this shit. So that's, this is the one that was just dating chicks on the low? Yeah. Wow. And I went, oh, man, if she hears this, somebody, she's going to hate me. I mean, they don't even fuck with me. They Honestly, they don't, they don't want to fuck with me. No. It's weird. So my homegirl was like, man, fuck them. Blah, blah, blah. You should, like, find out where they live and just go knock on the door. I'm like, how would I do that? She's like, white pages. <laughs> so I went on the white pages, found their address. So you pulled up on Uncle Larry. I pulled up on Uncle Larry. <laughs> and Eduardo, <laughs> they live together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. And they live in, like, um, Rodeo, which is, like, by Hercules, which is by, by Vallejo. And at first, I thought they were tripping on me because, you know, maybe they have money. And they were worried about this kid coming into their life and trying to trying get to money. Trying to get money from them. Yeah, but yeah. then when I went there, Rodeo was... It's not... It's not no money. Yeah, two blocks over is the hood. <laughs> swear. So you, so you meet these people that... I was gonna knock on the door, but I didn't have the balls. Oh, oh man, yeah. it's oh, sketchy, wow. man. I mean, it's just weird. Think about it, dude. You've never met anyone that's your blood, and then you go and knock on the door, even though one of your other family members said, "Yo, you shouldn't do that." You'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, I mean, you should call maybe first. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he found the address. He didn't find a number. I mean, send an email. I don't. Know. I did, man. I did. And they, they wanted all this paperwork for me, like my birth certificate. Uh, and I gave it to him, but I'm adopted, so I don't have access to my um your, your original yeah. original. So I gave him my amended one from the actual hospital, right? Yeah, and yeah. then they he also wanted um to see the reason why he wanted that was to see his brother's name on the birth certificate. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you guys know a little secret. My mom was a hooker in San Francisco, and he was just a trick. Nice. Oh wow! Fuck. What you mean no, this nice? is a hell of a story, bro. <laughs> this right? is like, I told you this is a movie. It's crazy, <laughs> right? And wow. so, and and can you relate to this, Jamie? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> my mom and dad were married for fucking thirty plus I years. Feel like, I feel like you're the trick in a no. lot of situations. Oh, <laughs> I do. I have gotten tricked. I have done that. Oh, That's man. crazy. So your mom was a hooker. Yeah. Damn. Thanks, man. That sounded really nice. <laughs> I just you I gotta cut in your biological <laughs> mom. Your biological mom was a hooker. <laughs> Doesn't make you sound any better. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make it sound. God damn! How could you translate the story for your Red Bull final? Uh, I know. His mother was a working woman. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my god! Like a working thing. girl. A working girl. A wanton woman. Yeah. That's what they used to no, call. No, her. my mother was a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is nuts, <laughs> bro. Yeah, that 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 in itself is just. Uh, you don't hear that every day, man. That's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. Yeah. Dude. I blew my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind. Still blows my mind. And I can't believe they don't want to fuck with me. And the fact that you didn't, fuck you didn't come me. out like fucked fuck up, me. like you're a good fuck person you. and you have like a solid career, like that's crazy. Yeah, right? Like if I was should, some bum? You should be like if I was some bum. a killer or in a mental institute or something. Oh, you know oh, you're I mean? saying, oh, I see. I, hear I don't you, think I hear so. You. Not really. I mean, no. shit, nah. man. Well, it's yeah. not like they had. I mean, I, you know, he was raised by yeah. You were I'm raised a, by, a by a nice family. family yeah, right? yeah. 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 it was better. Thank goodness. Yeah. Shit. Or right. else. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, what do you call? It? You grew up basically a, a little bit outside of San Francisco, right? Sebastopol. 
Yeah. What is it? Sebastian. Sebastopol. Sebastopol? <laughs> Sebastopol. Yeah, yeah, Two, oh, no. one, one. <laughs> this is nuts, bro. I'm still shocked about his mom. I know. You're relating to it, right? <laughs> I'm just like this. <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? So you, I mean, you you grew up. You, you we were saying that you grew up in like a musical household. You would like play the violin. Right? I did, yeah. My mom played the piano. My dad played the guitar. Mm. My mom put herself through college playing the piano at the bar. Yeah. So like you, you 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 what brought you into DJing? Um, you, I mean, we were doing I mean, a little research. Obviously, we did a lot of research on you, and some yeah. some of your idols was like DJ Jam, Snoop Dogg's DJ. Yeah, that was yeah. That's DJ first Apollo, right? Yeah. Jam yeah. was the first one I heard. That was like, oh shit. Yeah. But I got into it because I I quit piano. My parents used to nag me all the time. So Yo, you did you practice? You, damn, you were really Asian then. You did piano and <laughs> violin. <laughs> How good were your math scores? I did violin <laughs> and piano. <laughs> Yo, know, I did algebra when I was in like second, third grade. That shit was in Jesus your blood, Christ, bro. Yeah. But I said my dad was a math major. Really? Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So he was like. It was it was destined. You went to like yeah. the most Asian <laughs> white family ever. <laughs> and Jewish at the same time. Yeah, That's about easy. yeah right. There you go. That's um. I, I quit playing the piano. I, I played the drums too for a little bit. Profession. Wow. Um, kazoo. Fuck that shit. Uh, kazoo. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I bought, um, oh, I used to be a bit of a drug dealer, so I had a lot of money. And, uh, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going No. Oh, pause. <laughs> he was you, a drug you, dealer. You were in the streets. I, I was manufacturing. Oh. Oh, you were you were growing. I was growing, yeah. Was, okay, you was in the lab. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Basement. I had a little, I had a little ten lighter in Santa Rosa. This is weird because yeah. I'm asking him how he got into music, and he just kind of starts saying like, "Yeah, I used to grow weed." Well, are we talking <laughs> about music or instruments? That? No, so like, we're telling how he got to the instruments. I had, I had acquired it. I had yeah, so I was eight years old, and I couldn't find a violin, so I just started growing weed and shit, yeah. and I can afford to buy violin. Yeah. Oh, Somewhere the story is like, yeah, I, d I, you know, I grew weed. So what? So you could buy your first turntables and shit. <laughs> no, so I could buy my first saxophone. Sa wow, okay, okay. No, I like the saxophone. Saxophones are expensive. Yeah, it was. Are you well, making this shit up? No, by I swear to God, <laughs> I still no, have it. Crooked. I send you people got this real picture. shit sometimes. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, and I only bought it to learn uh, "Careless Whisper." He's oh, of course. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And that shit was hella hard to play. And that, that was the last, first and last song. Shit. <laughs> but, um, so you bought the saxophone so you could play. Because I had Kayla's money. You know, I was slaying weed. How old are you? Now? No, how old were you that you were growing weed and you wanted to buy a saxophone? Um, This was like <laughs> 2010. 10 years, so 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. Okay. So mid-20s. Mid okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. But so hello story, man. I quit. I quit playing parish My parents nagged me, and um, and then I just stopped doing music. I got into skateboarding and Taco Bell and girls. That's all I cared about for how long. Skateboarding, Taco Bell, and girls. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. And let uh, me get. Let's get back on track because <laughs> we were just talking about violin and piano, and then we went. Selling dreams. And Wait, so, I, how much shit were you growing? Did you have like? <laughs> Oh, I thought you wanted to hear the DJ part. I mean, I'm, yeah, but I'm we're all over the place. That's my man. Yeah. We're kind of fascinated about the growing though. All right, no, I had a 10 lighter. Um, I think I had a permit for like 99 plants. Um, oh, so it was legal? Yeah, it was legal. It was oh, all okay. legal, yeah. Oh, I thought you was like badass. Like. Yeah, I thought you were like out here <laughs> freaking Pablo. I mean, that's yeah, the man, you, story. Know, you know, I have morals, all right? I have morals. <laughs> 
He doesn't sell crack to the girl pregnant. I know he's like San Francisco or like Breaking Bad. You know, yeah. Right? No, I was actually, this is in Santa Rosa. So okay. Yeah. So this is up. And not a lot of people know this story. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's funny. So wait, <laughs> were you growing, where were you growing shit? Indoors or outdoors? I rented a three bedroom in Santa Rosa um, in my, and I had everything in my garage. Oh, wow. Yeah, Damn. so it was super low key. What was the hardest part? Like getting, like the smell? Was that Ventilation? the hardest? No, that's just easy, man. You just get a fucking... 10 inch, 12 inch uh, charcoal filter, fucking done. Okay. Yeah. Simple. So, who taught you how to do this shit? Um, you don't have, to say, say, you don't no have to say no names. Uh, yeah. YouTube. But someone just, <laughs> someone just, no, nah, my, my buddy, man, he was killing the game, and I was like, oh, I'm like, let me, I got some investors, let me drop. So, I, I got like 50 grand together, and then, yeah, you just made some money from there. And you were like, I want to get a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I bought. Oh, but, you were <laughs> but you were DJing at this time, yes? Yeah, oh my God, it was such a great time because I had. I'm just trying to put this all in sequential <laughs> order because I'm confused, yeah. I, I had put, um, I had all my rent and, and electricity all in my overhead for the business, for the weed business, right? Mm -hmm. So every single bit of money I got coming in was all profit. So every DJ gig, all profit. My rent was paid, electricity paid. Right. It was the best time I had. So life. you was caking up. This is like around the two early 2010s? Yeah. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah. I miss those days. I'm, I'm so <laughs> broke now. <laughs> I'm broke. fucking jealous too. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Just growing weed growing and weed teaching for fun. Yeah. yeah skateboarding. Yeah. yeah. And then buying shit like doing weird hobbies Dude, like learning how to do the saxophone. The best thing about having money is not worrying about where it's coming from when you see something and you want to buy it. You just buy it and you're like, I don't even think about what am I sacrificing here. What, what was like one of your vices to buy shit? Like you had a, like, did you want, did you buy some dumb shit? Like Probably. Like outside of the saxophone? saxophone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like maybe Gucci? I don't know. Like No, no, nah, nah, I never, I was never into that type of shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, 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 a bougie bohemian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bougie bohemian. That sounds about right. <laughs> the bougie bohemian. <laughs> But you, uh, so you in 2010s, you were DJing and, and you were doing this, but you were actually at a young age, right? You were diagnosed with cancer at a really young age, right? Yeah, 96, I was 14 years old, got stage four squamous cell carcinoma. Okay, so wait, Same cancer stage four, what, I'm gonna try to pronounce this, you let me know if I'm right. Stage four squamous cell carcinoma, right? Yeah, I, I, I say squamous, Squamous? But I've heard other I've heard doctors say squamous. Squamous. Squamous or squamous. Okay. Tomato, tomato. And it what is it? Uh, it originates into your, like your nasal passage or what? No, I mean it's a tissue cancer. It's a tissue cancer. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure where it limits are. I don't know if you can get it on your hand. I don't know, but um, typically it's a head and neck cancer. Okay. Yeah. So what what is that? What happens uh, with that? Pretty much is it. Is it skin cancer or no? It can be. It can be. It can be, yeah. You know, on the outside, yeah. And so when you got when you got when you got diagnosed with this stage four cancer at fourteen, what did you do? Chemo? What was the what um, was the treatment that dude, you went? Yeah, it's trippy too, man. Um, I I was. And you probably just starting high school and shit, right? So I was in I was a freshman, I want to say, or eighth grade. I think yeah. it was eighth grade. And I would, every day I was, you know, I was a trouble kid. So I went to this private school. It's like for bad kids. You were and getting in trouble in private school? 
I got sent to a private school. Okay, for okay. bad kids. Yeah, for bad kids. Oh, okay. I didn't, it wasn't like I was some badass. I just didn't follow the rules. You know? Right. And uh, so... Obviously. We yeah, I mean... Growing <laughs> <laughs> weed and... Growing weed and skateboarding. Yeah, right, yeah. saxophone. So I had to walk um, every day from the lunchroom back to the classroom. We had to walk by ourselves. We weren't allowed to walk with anyone. And the sun was to my back, was at my back uh, facing in front of me. And I see my shadow and I walk with my head tilted to the left or to the right because I had these big ass tumors on my neck. And it looked like I was Frankenstein walking with a broken neck. Like oh, dead. Wow. Yeah. Like it looked like someone snapped my neck. And, and then my teacher so was like. You were walking and you, you saw your s silhouette shadow. Yeah. And when you saw it, you saw the like the the bumps on your neck, and it looked like you had a like a broken neck. Yeah. Wow. It was wild. And my teacher was like, "Uh, pull me aside. You know, we noticed it's on your neck, and we're really concerned." And I'm like, "Yeah, I already know. Me and my parents were going to the doctor next week, and we went, and the doctor said it was like cat scratch fever or some shit, and he wasn't even tripping. Cat scratch fever? Yeah. And how was that? Like oh, when a cat know. scratches you or something? I don't know. You have to Google that shit, but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. cancer. Yeah, Darren, fucking. Did you make that up? Yeah. No, for sure I made it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no. All right. No, sure. Like when a cat scratches you. Uh, so so then I Google I, that shit real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really because matter. Because you said that dumb shit. I, now I need to know what the fuck it is. It's basically just some nonsense shit that, that you get and it goes away. Right. Right? And, um, man, so. This is so. This is before you got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. yeah. So my mom's like, nah, fuck that. So I get a, they do a biopsy, right? And they test it and it comes back negative. And my mom's still like, nah, nah. And um, the doctor's like, you know what? You're just being a mom. You need to calm down. Wow. And so my mom, check this out, my mom fucking um, goes to the hospital, does whatever moms do, and she somehow got, stole the biopsy from the hospital and sent it somewhere else, and he got tested and came back stage four screaming from. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yo, moms be knowing, man. And the doctor hit up my mom. He, she, he's like, yo, I know you have this, da 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 you need right back right now. Um, my mom said, uh, on the phone, she said, um, malpractice and hung up the phone. And then we never heard back from the doctor. Oh, my God. Jesus. He said, she said what? Malpractice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then I, I immediately saw another doctor. And then the following week, went right to UCSF and started chemo and radiation. Mm. Wow. And this was at 14. And, and it, it was, was just. No. And it was, it was a, it was, what was it, like a big cyst? Or no, it was, it was like it was four tumors. or five tumors. Oh wow! That spread all the way down to here. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's crazy. Like there's no stage five. Yeah. So you had this, and then you did. You probably had a really aggressive, like treatment, right? The chemo that you did. Yeah, I did chemo, radiation, and then um, this thing called cisplatinum, which at the time was, from my understanding, was experimental, and. That combination just saved my life. Wow. You don't really come back from stage four that often. It's so crazy how these, these doctors, these doctors, because I've been dealing with uh, a lot of doctors in hospitals recently, just because of my mom. Yeah. But, you know, like, if you're not on top of their shit, they, yeah. they, I don't even think it's that they don't care. 
they just see so many patients. Mm-hmm. They just get jaded and they you're almost get like very, a, you're almost like a number. Yeah, that's it. It's just kind of like, no, I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you know, and it's you really have to like kind of pull them back. And it's yeah. just hard to find a doctor that cares anymore. And a lot of them don't want to be accountable just yeah. because of the loss. I think more now, maybe it was like that back then, but because of the lawsuits and everything and malpractice suits, they don't want to like be responsible for anything. Yeah. Yeah. But God yeah. Damn. My doctor at the time, uh, Alan Mitchell Kramer, if you got cancer, holler at him. Um, <laughs> uh, that dude, that dude was a magician. <laughs> he was like, uh, like, he did magic, man. Dr. Kramer? Not, Dr. Kramer? Yeah. He uh, saved your life, huh? Yeah, that man. Treatment. He was one of the people not like the ones you're talking about. He cared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I wouldn't say my doctors don't care. Um, I totally agree with you that they have way too many patients. Yeah. And, and they can't don't spend enough time on each one. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Not only that, imagine that, though. He's a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. And for him to just be another number and, like, not be treated the way, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people going through that, man. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It's, fuck. So yeah. then, so as a kid, I think you're treated way differently, though. I think you're your priority. Like, yeah, yeah the you second time be around, this time around, I felt like I felt like a number. I said it straight up. I'm just a number on a page. I said that. Damn. Yeah, it was it was a trip. And then I I had to be my own advocate. There was many times where um they told me yo. I can't get through the scan, or I can't get through to see this doctor for two weeks to four to five weeks, and I'm like, no way. And I, I fucking know I have power because I'm a DJ. I got like, like thousands of followers, right? So I went on social media. I was like, yo, anybody in the industry, can you help me out? I need a PET scan, like immediately. And the community came together once again and found me a spot with the with the PET scan machine open. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So if anybody you guys know out there who has cancer or has whatever illness and they're getting dicked around by the doctor, just have your homie that has a lot of followers help out because there's people out there that, that have these connections at hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, love, and you'd be surprised how many DJs are nurses, you know, that have that in. Yeah. There's a lot of DJs that are nurses? Yeah, tons. Really? Tons. That's crazy. I That's didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah, uh, Brian V, who I think might be opening for one of you guys. Which which uh, one are you two? And Vanity and that stuff. Yeah, yeah, Vanity. I know he opens there. Mm. Um, he's a nurse. Um, and then uh, Chris, Majestic Chris, who's on Wild Ninety for Nine, he's a nurse. Oh wow. And then uh, Digi Designs, he does like custom records and shit. Oh, like Digi that. Designs. Yeah, he's a nurse. Oh, wow. oh shit. Yeah. Tons of DJs. You're putting everyone on blast right now. <laughs> yeah. Like the nurse community. Get in their you know. DMs. <laughs> I should met a doctor at NAM. He's like Michael Fockering everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> he said he met a doctor at NAM. Yeah. At the um, Infinity Fader booth. Yeah. He's a doctor. He told me, oh, I'm a doctor. And he's like, we're talking about cancer and all that shit. But he's also a scratch DJ. That's crazy. He's like, anytime you have any questions, just hit me up. Yeah. So when you were 14 and you went to this treatment and Dr. Kramer helps you, you went through remissions, right? You, you yeah, six, six, mo- six months of treatment. Six months of treatment. Ding. And um, <laughs> yeah, and then I was in remission. And you're only, from my understanding, you're in remission after you're five years out cancer-free. So explain in remission, what, like what the term. 
That means I don't know. I think you can wear that shit. Yeah. But it's basically me, like you're free of any. You're yeah. free of any. That's what it means. You kind of cleared it. Yeah. You kind of cleared it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you did clear it. But it's one of those things where it can come back. Yes. Mm. Or no. After five years, you're pretty much considered cured, I believe. Oh, okay. I think in remission means, I mean, you really have to go over that shit. Okay. But I was cured of it, and this is some freak fucking shit that happened to me where I got in the end. So this, this what's happening to Completely you? Completely separate. It's something. A new case. Yeah. Same cancer, new case. Different oh, wow. Else. No relation whatsoever. Actually... They're curious, and they they put me in a study um, to find out if uh, it is related because of the amount of radiation that I had. When you were younger? Yeah, but there's really no way to tell. And my data is... So because of the treatment that you had when you were 14, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're saying that what what you're experiencing right now... They're curious if that is related to it. Wow. And they're curious if it's because you were exposed to so much radiation that it had anything to do with... And that was over 20 years ago, though. 23 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 96. Fuck. Yeah. 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 So then when when did you know... When did this kind of second wave... How did you know about this? Like... Man, it's a trip, dude, because, you know, us DJs, we get done with the gigs and we go eat food, right? And um, I just noticed that it hurt to sh- to get food down my throat. Swallow, <laughs> swallow. It was pause. He didn't know how to. He had to articulate how to articulate the words. Oh, you were oh, swallowing. No, I was trying to avoid the pause moment. <laughs> he was trying to swallow, and he couldn't, guys. <laughs> oh, you be swallowing, huh? <laughs> You're that type. Oh man. So <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, lazy. Okay, lazy boy. I noticed that it was difficult to swallow. Um, <laughs> pause. <laughs> And and I had, I kept changing my diet and even like uh, one night me and my manager Donovan Hall at Gordo Cabeza, shout out on Mondays, we went out um to grab some uh, crepes. Okay. Right and as eggs, right? Yeah. How how hard would it be to eat eggs? You know if you have a Yeah, crepes are rather small. Pause. Yeah. They're, what are you talking about crepes? Crepes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or how Hubert said, Kleps. 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 That was actually pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I couldn't even eat that. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I went I went to the ER. On my way to the ER, I, I just stuck my finger down down the back of my mouth. And you know when you, let's say you were eating the bed, and you're like, sliding across the bed. It's really soft. And then... You forgot you put your DJ bag there, and then bam, you hit something, right? Mm. That's how your tongue feels. Like if you push your finger down your tongue, it's soft, soft, soft. And imagine hitting a, something solid, solid, not hard, solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is, th- is there any pause in cancer? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no whole no pause. pause. There's no pause. Yeah, and so that's what happened. And I was like, dude, my fucking heart sunk to my belly. Cause you knew you. I didn't, it wasn't that I knew, knew, because you don't know. But you're like, like, what the fuck, right? I just yeah. knew, knew. It was something. You know, it wasn't that I knew, knew, I knew, knew. You know, I was just like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Mm. Damn, man. Yeah. Wow, so, you, uh, so, so then, oh, man, when was, what year, what time of year was this? This was last year, though, right? Yeah, this was uh, July 7th. Wow, this is so recent. Damn. And so. The night before, I was on stage with, uh, Lizette Melendez. Wow. This freestyle. Lizette Melendez, yeah. Yeah. Um, the night before, I'm in front of 21,000 people. The next day, I get the second worst 
third worst news in my life. Right. Trip. Fuck, yeah, man. man. It's it's a so then what was the process? What was the steps that you had to take after that? Pretty much. Oh my god, I'm digging myself a grave here. I started seeing this chick, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she had told me that she had a yeast infection, and so I was like, oh, you know what? It's probably just a yeast infection. Because <laughs> you can get that shit in your mouth. Yes. Oh, well, how, do you, how do you get that shit in your mouth, sir? <laughs> um, well, actually, I used to get it a lot from, from I mean, I had chemo. Yeah. I remember I get yeast infection on my tongue a lot, and okay. so I knew it wasn't like out of So you world. thought it came from her? I thought it came from her. you eating the box. Got it. Yeah, and so I went to the ER guy. I told the guy. Yeah, I was eating like, some box. <laughs> yeah, you telling the ER guy, yeah, I was eating some box? I didn't say it verbatim, but... <laughs> <laughs> she had pretty a, much. She had a yeast infection. I told him that, yeah. <laughs> Damn. And he said, "This isn't bacteria, and this isn't an infection. You need to see a specialist." So I went and saw a specialist. Um, and this is where it all came into play. I went. I, I was at San Mateo Medical, and they couldn't see me for like a month. So I went on social media, and ended up getting connected at Stanford. And I saw someone in the, the following week. That's and amazing. Yeah. yeah, just the power of social media. You were just get, able to get into Stanford that Further fast. Powder. Some of the rare yeah. benefits of social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry to and interrupt so, you. So, what ended up no, being the mean, hard thing that you felt when you? It was a tumor. It was a tumor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I have, you want to see it? I have a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I went into this office and they um. They stuck all these scopes up my nose and the back of my throat, and um, um, and then they said we gotta do a biopsy. So I went in there. They stuck a, a scope down one nose, and they stuck this other thing that looked just like it down the, the other See? nostril, and it and it just had these pinchers on it, and they just jabbed in my tongue and ripped it out, and that was fine. First I was scared, but now I would do that shit today in a heartbeat. Yeah, that little bump right there. Little bump. Shit. Wow, and that was causing for you not to be able to just like process food and like and eat and shit like that, right? Just not necessarily process food, but um, but it just it hurts when it went past it. And then there's a there's another photo, but then um, so then they had to remove it, obviously, right? Well, before that, they they I got the results. I went back in there, and they're like they sat me down. And they're like, all right, we have some bad news, and I was like, just fucking jumped up, said fuck. Hell no, nah. this isn't a, a family office. <laughs> right, right. Out of place. I'm like, oh, my bad. And then I felt like that doctor should not never have said it like that. Yeah. They should have said, here, this is a situation. And then they came back cancerous. Yeah. And we're going to send you over here to this team. Right. And then so I went to the team. And right out the gate, they decided that they were going to do surgery. Um, and... For some reason, they wanted to have me meet all the other doctors, which took a month and a half, two months. Well, they, they did they want like second, third opinions? No, they just wanted other. Well, kind of. They wanted mm-hmm. other people to just have their input. Right. Um. Even though we all knew what was up and we knew what needed to happen, mm-hmm. and I, and so then I had the surgery, and then this is how the surgery went. They put me on the table, and they had a robot do it. Oh, why, why Why? is that? Because it was so, so delicate? Um, It's just a lot more precise. Right. And that's how they do it with the machine. Wow. wow. Fuck. And so this guy, it's like flying a drone. Yeah. Yeah. And then check this out. This is the tumor. 
How big is that? There's a, uh, a ruler right there. It's four centimeters. Oh, wow. There's a five millimeter clear margin, which means there's nothing cancerous within that five millimeters around that piece. Damn. So that's what I was feeling on my tongue. Yeah. The top is the front and the, the bottom is the back. So then they took that out and then and you have an apparatus on your on your neck yeah, right now. Yeah, that's right? it. Um they put that in because um there was all this stitching on my on my tongue and if it broke and I started bleeding, I would drown in my own blood. Um, and the reason for this It would like choke, right? Yeah, so I can pull this out and there's a hole I can breathe out of. Um mm. How long do you have to have that for? I can get it out right now. Um, but I that's, just, that's just like a just-in-case yeah, some shit happens. Like an emergency pool. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I have it in right now um, because I've been really trying to push myself to eat. Um, I'm on a fluid diet. You guys saw it's a puppet formula. I, can, I can't really swallow f- anything. Like, it's really yeah, so, so you have this apparatus still on your neck so you can yep. at least try to eat because if you remove the apparatus and you eat, you could choke. Right? Yeah. So at least if you try to eat now and, I choke, I and you choke, you can pull the apparatus out and breathe. Yeah. Got it. That's crazy. Mm. Wow. That's fucking crazy. And then right now, the way you're eating or the way you're consuming any type of food or nutrition is this formula, right? Yeah. Yeah. That you're actually kind of injecting straight to your stomach. Yeah. And and there is a tube that's going straight to your yeah. stomach, right? Yeah, it's called a G tube. Yeah, and if you go on my Instagram, there's a video where I take an instructional video that I found on YouTube. Yeah. And I put it on. Um, I download the video and I start scratching it on my controller. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Show. Yeah, pretty funny. So, all this, all these changes have really just happened in, in the, in the maybe less than six months, right? Seven, eight months. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, how how's it been adjusting to all of this? Well, I've been on this road before, um, so I just know that when you were younger, yes, yeah. yeah. What I learned from that was that um, that you just it's like getting on a roller coaster, you know, when you um, you pull down the bar and it clicks into place. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no getting out of that unless you want to be a little bitch, right? Yeah. And then you ain't no little bitch. You no know, little bitch. You hear <laughs> you that? <know> little bitch. <laughs> Yeah, so you're basically stuck on the ride, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. like you gotta put your trust into the designer of the roller coaster. Right. And the same thing with chemo or, or treatment. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not a professional. This guy studied his entire life to do this. He's like the engineer. Mm-hmm. I can only put my trust in them, or else I die. Right. Yeah. And some people will argue, well, you can do the holistic route, and you know I. I, I don't um, really want to piss anyone off, but I humor them. I humor them by trying RSO, Rick Simpson oil, which is like just weed. And I put it on my tumor every day up until my surgery, and it didn't help. Yeah. Wait, so you try to go holistic route with weed? I tried weed shit. With- I tried, okay. I tried some diet shit. But like CBD oil or something like that? or any, like Yeah, it was, it was actually really high THC. It's THC. Rick Simpson oil. You can look it up later. And you were trying to rub that on the tumor? I put it right on the tumor, yeah. Right. A bunch, and I was high as fuck, and I hate being high. Oh, man. Yeah. But it had no kind of, it didn't help you whatsoever? Nah. 
He's making it funnier. <laughs> I mean, there, I mean, there's Last year's the best man. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of like holistic uh, methods out there for certain cancers. You know, juicing was one. I think like I've been uh, thinking about the grape diet. There's a great diet. It. There's an aloe juice diet. There's like a bunch of stuff yeah. out there that people try. My, I actually, I have an older sister who had breast cancer in, in her like late 30s, mm-hmm. and she tried to go the holistic route. And there was talks about. I remember at that time there was an argument of removing the tumor or leaving the tumor in. And I think to she wanted to leave the tumor in because she thought of it as a thermometer for cancer does that make sense that when the when the tumor was growing you could tell the cancer like mm. the cancer was getting worse and mm. at least you could gauge how like how bad it was yeah and then when it started shrinking you could like gauge like how 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 the same. small it was yeah but ultimately it ended up growing so big and so huge they couldn't even remove it and she ended up passing away oh fuck man yeah sorry no, it's cool. And then, I mean, this happened years ago. So I, I lost my sister. So I always, I always think back, like, like, uh, she should have just removed the tumor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's just hard to, you know, it's hard to. She was so committed to the holistic route too. Mm-hmm. That's but, the crazy uh, shit, dude. Because I see that shit. I see that shit. I seen even when I was in remission. I remember, you know, I'd, I'd stop and and read articles here and there, and one of them was this dude who just had this crazy ass idea that this certain technique was gonna work. This some crazy shit where you put stones on your body and all of a sudden these tumors start coming out of your body. Like they push themselves out of your body. Wow, really? And yeah. I and he had his own YouTube channel and you I watched it from beginning to fucking hey, this is working to hey, this ain't working to hey, I'm fucking oh shit, fuck and Till the last episode with his fucking sister saying thank you guys for being fans. I'm here to inform you that he's dead. And wow. that shit fucking. All I can think about when people say holistic shit is just that type of. Ending, yeah. Ending. And it's not even like that. People go through the conventional treatment and same ending. Right. Yeah. I think it's just really. It just really depends on the individual and how they react to either treatment because there's so many different people that react way better to holistic and there's some people that react way better to regular medicine and like surgery. And it's just, you can't, you know, it's like you you don't know which one's going to be the answer. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, then you look at some of the statistics because the doctors, the good thing about what they do is the, the reason why they'll tell you, yo, the diet stuff really, there's not enough study. They'll say there's not enough studies to support that this is going to work, your diet idea, mm-hmm. which is true because there's not enough studies. But the good thing about the shit that they do is there are a lot of studies and they can give you actual numbers of the amount of people who died versus the amount of people who survived from the specific treatment with this specific type of cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can give you a prognosis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, my situation is very different because I already had radiation, and I didn't know this until recently, but you're only allowed one full dose of radiation per area per lifetime. And this is the same area. Right. 
and you already already had that area treated when so you were 14. I'm not eligible, yeah. So I'm not eligible for radiation. So even though they removed the term, the tumor, is there still, is it? So I got the pathology report back, and yeah. um, and it uh, it said lymphovascular invasion present, which means your lymphatic system, which is your um, lymph nodes and the um, the, the blood vessels and blood that go to and from them um, contain cancerous cells. Mm. That's what it means. And so because of that, normally what they do is radiation and chemo. Right, but, but you they, can't do that. You can't do that. So they said we're just going to do what they call is a watchful wait. Watchful wait? Yes. So what is, what is that exactly? It's exactly what it sounds like. Watching your weight? Oh, no, like it's hoping. not exactly what it you're sounds just like. You're just <laughs> you said watch. You're just basically hoping watchful. for the best, kind of? Like yes. Yeah, just you're just seeing how Oh, watchful weight. I'm yeah. thinking about like weight as in pounds. No, no, like a watchful weight, like time. Yeah, time. So then, yeah, this fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so basically they're saying they're waiting for your body to see how it, yeah. how it fights it. That's that's a better way to look at it. Yeah, I looked at it like we're just waiting for it to come back. Mm. But I like the way you looked at it better. Um, and well, now like uh, so when did you hear this news about? Right after, right when I got the pathology report, which was like days after my surgery. Mm. They just had to test it and it took like a week. Wow. Yeah. And so that was scary ass news. Hmm. Because they're basically they're saying, well, and they they fucking they beat around the bush with that one so much. I'm like, so what does this mean? Because I read it and I knew something different about it. I'm like, invasion, lymphovascular invasion present. It doesn't look good at all. And I sat around to my nurse friends and my people that went to medical school, um, and they said, yeah, they, some of them like Brian B. He like didn't want to talk on it. He mm. just like. He just shut up. He started to say something, and then he just shut up, and then I knew something was up, and he, I just couldn't get him to say anything because he didn't want to be that guy, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm not dumb. I looked that shit up on Google. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they finally, they, they would, I asked my doctor, and they said, uh, well, we can't do chemo. And I'm like, I didn't ask what I can and cannot do. I said, what the fuck does this mean? Right. You know, and they finally came around and said what I wanted to hear, what I needed to hear, and that is we have to do a watchful wait. Um, we're not sure if it's going to come back or not. We're hoping it doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I was actually saving this piece of information for this podcast. Mm. But I had an MRI last week, and it came back clear. Wow. Oh, yeah. dope. That's great. Yeah. Oh, man. man. Yeah. It's a blessing, bro. Tell the people ask me, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. That's, that's awesome news. It's, a, movie. it's the best news I've had since my surgery. Oh, man. Yeah. That's great. And then. I came to share it with you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you, personally, man. Fuck. Yeah, it's like watching a yeah. movie. <laughs> just hoping like, it just gets better. But uh, so are you, are you taking, uh, is there any other kind of. Like yeah, holistic or anything yeah. other things that you can do to yeah, people make, like, I guess make your body stronger your immune yeah. system stronger that's right? what's going to be right now it's not I'm not doing anything else besides diet and and whatever I'm taking a bunch of herbs and stuff mm. extract stuff astragalus um, echinacea 
Right. Um, chlorophyll, uh, um, and a couple other things. Um, B complex, but that's just for different shit. So you, you, it's really all about making your immune system as strong as yeah. it can be. Yeah. Because we all, from, from what my doctor told me, we all have cancerous cells in our body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe none. Uh, maybe some of us don't. Maybe so, maybe none. But most of us have like one to maybe a million in our body every day, every mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. But our body, our immune system is designed to, um, to attack those cells that aren't doing their job or aren't doing it good. Yeah. And and kill them, along with any other virus or, or bacteria that get into our system. Right. So then, all right, so then, obviously, whatever you're doing is kind of working, right, from the results that you got, and now we just got to continue. You got to knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we just got to continue on and, and, and see. You know what? We're all just, we're going to die someday, so I'm just fucking, I've already accepted that this is it. I'm yeah. pretty, uh, before I got my MRI results back, I was pretty sure that, this is the last run. This is it. I'm really accepting death. You thought it was going to be your last month? His last, last run. run. Oh, last yeah. run. Yeah, yeah I totally thought this was... And I still... It hasn't escaped my mind. Like, it's okay, dude. I've lived a great life. I've been through some shit. And I've prevailed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get to travel the world. I have the best job in the fucking world. One of the best jobs in the world. Um, I'm just playing music and making people happy. Um, and I have great people around me and I have a great attitude and it's really I can't complain if I died if they tell me that I have like 30 days to live fuck it I'm gonna do some more fun shit yeah. and you've been doing a lot of fun shit you have like a little bucket list that you've been doing right <laughs> no I should it all I involves you like being naked and shit no. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> is this something you dug up I heard you uh, you were in the nudist club Oh, yeah, that was just, that was before I got cancer. That was just fucking, it was New Year's. Let's do something wild. You were like skateboarding butt naked, right? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the polar plunge they do in San Francisco. Uh. But I also noticed that there's a new, a naked bike run to the polar plunge. I'm like, man, I'm not just going to run into the ocean. That's so basic. You know, I'm going to fucking skate down the, the highway but ass naked with a, a, a thud rumble, scratchy seal sock around my dick. <laughs> so he had like a, he had like a red hot chili pepper sock on his dick, right? Yeah. And then you were skateboarding to the- With a cowboy hat and a cowboy hat on oh, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just saw a video of you laughing. Yeah, butt yeah. ass. And skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, butt ass. Was it cold? <laughs> it was cold as fuck. How much shrinkage <laughs> was it? It was January 1st. I know I had a, I had a tube sock over, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see my dick, but- No. I'm 30% Asian, so you already have an idea. That's a major shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> she was gone by the time you got down there. By the time we hit the water, we just sucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, can I tell you? I fucking did that shit. I didn't think, like, I understand the science behind cold environment and a small dick. I get it. Your balls shrivel up, shrivel up for protection. They get as close to your body as they can so that you can give it your body heat. But I went into the ocean that morning, and I came out, and I wanted to just stay in the water. <laughs> you yeah. didn't want anybody to see you? Nah. Nah. <laughs> I was like, shrinkage is real. I'm like, where did my dick go? Swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Was that shit fun, though? Like, So, like, this was a big run. Like, how many people were there? 300. 300 people shit. running into the ocean. Completely nude. 
Uh, no, they uh, weren't nude. Okay. Were they? No, 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 no. Everyone was fully clothed except for maybe seven to eight people. Oh, okay. yeah. Mostly 50-year-old men. A lot of white people. Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah. A, there was, a, there was one black guy in the group. Yeah, one, one black guy. guy. <laughs> it was Darren's cousin. <laughs> the group. Put us all in shame. Put us all in shame. They almost ran over his dick with the skateboard. Just, whoa, fucking shit. It's so, a family event, too. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I put the sock back. I, I put some clothes back on at that point. Like yeah. I went to the ocean naked, but I like they were like hanging around, standing around, their hands on their hip, fucking dick hanging. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, I can't, there's kids around here, I can't do that. Yeah. Was was it fun, though? Was it invigorating? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I did it again this year. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, come to the Bay, January 1st, go do it. Oh, man. <laughs> They're probably doing it in LA, too. <laughs> the Bay Area, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? So, before you had this surgery, and while this is all going around, and you got re-diagnosed, and you found a tumor, and you're... You know, in your throat and all that. Uh, how's the DJ community been? In the, like all your friends and I guess I would say everyone in in the Bay in San Francisco, they've been really supportive. Have anyone been hating? Has it, you know? I'm I'm assuming everyone's I, been supportive, I wa- right? I want to know who's been hating that, and I want to know what they what they say. Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine any hate, but nah, everyone's been. Gotta be some but, haters. But but have, you think there's gonna be haters? I mean. I hate on myself sometimes. I'm like, man, I shouldn't post this because someone's going to think I'm just doing this shit for attention. Mm-hmm. There might be the people that are like, oh, maybe he's, he's, you know, getting these accolades out of like some form of sympathy. Yeah. Not knowing yeah. how hard you work. Mm-hmm. Or I thought, you know I what thought I'm saying? about that too, yeah. yeah. You thought about that? Yeah. Was it more so when you won the Red Bull? Um, I don't know, but can you turn my bass up so I sound more like him? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like that black guy. He's on the mic, dude. This shit just got serious. Now. Oh, there yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. It's just not clear. It's just not clear, bro. <laughs> no, I, I just want to hear how I sound. Um, I, I felt like, part of me felt like um, that maybe they picked me because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm not worthy. Look, I fucking won the shit. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... I know I'm good in that arena. Well, you mm-hmm. you when you've I apply won, myself, you've won like the DMC like regionals. Nah, no, never, not once. But you kind of you got to the finals. I like got second place three times. Jesus. Um. I mean, second place ain't first, but it's not. I this mean, last year, but dude, the dude won it hands down, easy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hands solo. He's dope. He's a hardcore real tabletist, like juggles up to anything. Yeah. And then the judges were also very technical. Yeah. And one of them didn't like me. Oh, yeah, but hey. I mean, that's really not why he won. He deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> swear to God. You're being good sport. No, I swear to God. He deserved it. Yeah, he was good. If he didn't deserve it, I would have been like, yeah, you know what? I should have got that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But every everyone's been really supportive, no? I would think. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's been really supportive. It's interesting. Some people, if it were me, um, I, I wouldn't be as supportive. I, I mean, maybe I would, but... Um, really? Yeah, when people get sick around me, I tend to back up. It, is it like a defense mechanism? Yeah, it is. Well, you don't want to get too close to them yeah. because you, you might lose them kind when, of thing? Yeah, when I was sick before, my parents got me into this uh, this therapy group for kids that had cancer. We were all different ages. I was 14, and, and there was other kids, and then I remember... I would go there every week or so, and 
then we just stopped going because, I don't know, maybe I just got better, I don't know, for some reason I stopped going. And then they called me, they called me back to do a panel speaking. And I went, and all I remember seeing everyone there except for this one kid, he wasn't there, and his mom was sitting in the seat. And then, so we went down the night, and I think much of it we were all just talking. And I was 15, I didn't really, you know, my girls and talking about skateboarding. And I got to this kid's mom, and the kid's brain tumor came back and killed him. And I remember how fucking, it just hurt, and it sucked. And, mm. and it's kind of like, not to like, make you feel any type of way, right. but it's the same type of shit when you when someone talks about someone they know losing the battle to cancer, like cancer patient, I'm again like I'm totally feel feel for you, for your sister. I know that's real personal, mm-hmm. but no cancer patient really wants to hear someone about someone who loses the battle. Right. And it's not what they're battling it. And I'm not saying it. Whatever happened, happened. You know, I'm I'm happy you spoke no, on it. No, no. Thank you for sharing something so personal. Yeah. Um. But like when when we lose someone that is also trying to hold up life, we're all trying to hold it up together. And when yeah. when someone loses grip and then they disappear, it's like it hurts. It hurts, yeah. You know, but because you want to hear success stories, you yeah. want to you want to hear. I want to survive. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it's because I'm being no, selfish. I, I totally and I understand. Want to survive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't want to hear. Yeah, I I get what you mean. Yeah, you want to have you want to have along this this path like this roller coaster you're talking about, right? You want there to be instances of hope to go a longer way. Yeah. To, to, yeah. So that while you're riding on it, you're like, ah, oh, I can get through this. Like I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you get off the roller coaster and then you're all high fiving your friend. You're like, yeah, that shit was sick. Yeah. Let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> like like I want that feeling. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember that part when we were all scared for our lives in the beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I remember that. But then we made it through. High five. Mm-hmm. I want that shit. And yeah. I, unfortunately. Well, you may throw not. up, but we made it through. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's just not how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't think you're selfish for feeling that way. I, I know I'm selfish. Maybe because you're in it. But I think it's not a selfish thing. Like, I'm for one, I don't like going to funerals. Yeah, me neither. Because it's just a reminder of someone losing in a sense like you're saying you know what i mean i had a cousin that passed away from uh, aids i didn't go to his funeral and at the time my family might have been pissed at me but i i couldn't stand to go and see him not what i remember you know what i'm saying i feel the same way and so and i i had to like battle with that for a while i felt guilty but i sitting here talking to you i don't think you're selfish and i think you're well within your right to feel that way thank you yeah man but you also got to do what you got to do to survive too. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a. Uh, I almost look like sometimes I think of Kanye, because like no one really believed in Kanye, right? Yeah. Like he couldn't be a rapper. Like people, he, this motherfucker would tell motherfuckers that he's the best producer. Yeah, I'm like the best producer. I'm gonna crazy. be Michael Jackson. You almost have to psych yourself into winning mm-hmm. and becoming part. becoming everything that people are saying you cannot become. Yeah. And at a certain point, you know. Obviously, you have to have some self-awareness, but <laughs> I, I understand, you know, like, I, I think Kanye's lost that self-awareness maybe He's a little bit. He's delusion, delusional yeah. But I, I just think you have to have a little bit of a delusion to get through and to really overcome, like, 
huge obstacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to keep telling yourself like I'm gonna win this, like I'm gonna win this, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna do it, you know what I mean? I yeah. disagree. You do. Yeah. Well so I'm how a, do you disagree? I'm a realist. So um like everyone told me, yo, you can't go into three shots if you're gonna lose the dynamics. I'm like, bro, have you seen his last set? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, go watch that shit and come say that to me again. Yeah. Um, but you just go up there and you do your best, you know, and you hope for the best, whether it's a three-style battle or a cancer battle. Well, I think that there's two different things. What I'm talking about is drive mm. and motivation. And being a realist, which is using logic at the same time, I think that, that you need that definitely yeah, as well. Yeah, that's definitely. But, but drive... You have to kind of, you kind of have to like dupe yourself with drive. Yeah. yeah. I Especially when, when. I don't understand drive. Because <laughs> when I was broke, you know, like waking up, being broke every day, you have to say like, yo, I am fighting, like I am working towards something. Mm-hmm. Because it's like when you broke, you broke for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when I was younger, I was broke. Even when I was trying to DJ, I was like saving up to buy records. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing something because you have a belief that what you're doing and what you're building and what you're learning is going to be mm. something yeah. greater later. Yeah. But if you keep telling yourself, like, what's the point? Marshall, oh, yeah, no, I agree with that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, totally, yeah. dude, like, what's the point? This is too hard. Yeah. You have to, like, dupe yourself and, and literally look in the mirror, like, yo, like, I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to do this shit. You just have to see a vision and then understand that that's obtainable and then go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how like two weeks or three weeks ago I was telling people to look in the mirror to say I ain't shit, yeah. and I'm telling people to look in the mirror <laughs> I, I to be shit. like, you, you can do this, you can do this, everything, but you still er- ain't shit. Everything <laughs> is positive, but you still ain't shit. You gotta have a, a balance of it. That's that's the only the thing. The yin and the yeah. yang, my friend. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I feel you. I feel I, like I ain't shit right now, man. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do for this three style shit. You got it, man. Yeah, man. You got no, it, bro. Was, oh yeah, well, tell that to me when I fucking haven't done shit. You got, was uh, it April? The most thing, the most that I've done is I have a, a Spotify playlist that I just I've been going through different playlists and then adding songs. Hey, I think this might work. I think this might. Work. That's it. I haven't started anything else other than I have a couple of concepts in my head that I've been telling my friends, bouncing off. But that's it. Nothing on paper. Do you set up more than one fifteen minute set? No. Just one. Well, for this one, I'm gonna have to. I have to. Have you two. have to get two. Yeah. But you don't have like one like i don't know like i watch a lot of rap battles right sometimes i have that shit i already done shit yeah i've got um one smaller entire race board with probably 40 different routines yeah that have the time how long they are and and the bpm okay so you kind of have it yeah so i can go through there and be like hey i like this i'm gonna add that so you have things in your arsenal ready to go yeah but some but uh, now that i look at them some of them just aren't up there they're dope, but I just don't think they're going to fit as far as a party rocking crowd, you know? Yeah. But that's how I put together my routines. I just uh, try to come up with a bunch of content and then see what I like and then try to put them, tape them together somehow. Mm-hmm. And then and then I come up with the intro and the outro. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, typically when you're approaching something like a Red Bull 3 style, or a huge competition like this, is it even worth it to start prepping now? Fuck yes. Really? I should have been prepping the moment I... You won? I should have been prepping before that. I should have been working on my final shit. Because think about it. You, just, you can take all this shit you create, and then you can throw it away and create new shit. 
Yeah. Or you can take the best parts and put it in there. But mm. then again, I feel like if you would have worked on it since before that, you probably would have been overthinking the shit and you would have been scrapping a bunch but of he, shit. But I think he's approach, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're approaching it like, well, the more routines and options I have, the more I can scrap. The more I can scrap and just kind of pick the best. Yes. Right. Trim the fat. Less is more. Do, do more dope shit, you know? Mm. Um, and that's really what happened. I also think there's, sometimes to me, I think it's good to keep your your mind open so that as you get closer to the competition, you don't realize what your mind is pulling. You don't realize what your mind is pulling conceptually, inspiration-wise. These little things, and even, even in life experience, it's pulling and it's categorizing all of these things that are going on in your life. And as you get closer to a deadline, sometimes it all starts to come together. And before you know it, you're like, oh, my God, like, oh, like, I can't believe I, I need one song. And then, holy shit, I was in a coffee shop last week and I heard this mm. and this is the one. Mm. So I'm, I'm also a believer in that as well. But I mean, I th- I also I'm also a believer in your, your you know, what your you were saying. Things. Yeah, I, I, I totally don't believe in fate um, or karma. But um, I think fate pertains to what you're saying, like being in the right place at the right time and hearing something, oh, this feels like that. But I also think that consciously, when we create um, a 15-minute set, mm-hmm. and there's, there's, there's room for improvement here or there, and we understand that, and then we're at that coffee shop, and we hear, oh, this would be perfect right there. Right. Then bam, you swap it out, mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I, so like when I would design or make certain clothing or certain uh, marketing projects or do certain things I'd always be like you know when you design something I I would always see like this isn't right it's missing something mm-hmm. but you never scrap it you kind of just put it away yeah mm-hmm. but you I always try to put these designs in a visible place mm-hmm. so I can always see it smart so I can always see see it so even though it's on a wall and it's maybe a little bit off to the side, I can still see it and it's on my mind mm-hmm. because something can happen where I meet somebody or I see something and I'm like, that's the missing piece, that that mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. Yeah. what that girl's mm-hmm. wearing right there. Or like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like that thing, it was missing and then you kind of a- adapt it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I totally understand what you're saying yeah. where like you that. take all of these kind of like fragmented ideas and along the way you're like, oh, you're pulling the missing fragments and you're, and you're making it whole, right? That R. Kelly routine, that yeah. shit, I, yeah, I was two years old. I wrote that two years ago. And i just been perfecting it with little bits and pieces here and there. Right. I actually performed it my first time out here in Vegas at the Blue Martini. Mm. Like uh, sometime last year. Yeah, and it was like the reaction it got was so funny. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm doing this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wrote it for three style like two years ago. Right. Yeah. But now, now that you got like uh, you got the results back, you're you're somewhat. Do you feel a relief or? I feel like, hey, you dumb motherfucker! You should have been working on a three style set this entire time instead <laughs> of being worried about your health. There's still time, man. There's still time. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say something mean. <laughs> Say it, say it. Have you, have you done freestyle? No, I've never done it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not, man. You'd be surprised. Even Jay said, bro, you better get on that shit because, right. um, like, you spent about a month and a half on your 15 minutes. Yeah. A mm-hmm. month and a half. That's what he spent. 
And that's what I spent too. And I have to do two fifteen minutes. I don't know. And I have to beat my last set. How right. the f- I, there's no. I already pulled out the big guns. I don't have another R. Kelly set. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I don't have anything that caliber. And so I just need to just go up there and... I think that day, I, I, I definitely probably overthink it. Yeah, just a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to this. Who plays the best 15-minute set out of the five people for that night? That night. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Right. For both nights. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't really... When people say... people. Are, often announce me and many other DJs who won a championship, this is the best DJ in the whatever they want, you know, in mm-hmm. the U.S. or whatever. And whenever they say that about me, I'm like, that's some fucking nonsense. I don't even say that. And even easy the other day, he said in my house, he was like, but that's kind of true. And I'm like, I guess. But just to say that when you're among fucking these gods, like crazy and, and like, Schubert and like just people that fucking are insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It ain't shit for them to write a dope routine. Like Miles, you know. Um, I don't know. I just feel stupid. Miles, Miles Medina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius. I just feel stupid saying shit like or having someone announce me like that. It's just ridiculous. I think a l- what you're feeling a lot is nerves. You know what I mean. A sure. lot of the things that you're feeling is nerves, but I think when you're when you start working on the set and you start getting your hands dirty, I think it, it, it'll just start coming together. But that's what you're saying is that like, you haven't been doing anything, so you, you're overthinking and it's just really all, and your nerves are just building up. And then but did, it's kind of like if I, if, I was, if I was just thinking about like, you know, a competition, like some athletic competition, but when you're in the gym and you're training, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like when you're in the thick of it, you're understanding. It's like muscle memory. Yeah. Like once you're in it, it's but like, I, okay. I I totally understand yeah. it. But you know, I think yeah, I'm just. I saying. think you have great humility too for you to sit here and praise for those sure. other guys. Shows this respect level you have for the craft, and I'm sure they're probably speaking the same way about you, competing against you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's uh, they they like yo, this dude is the U.S. champ. Like we have to be up to par to make sure we're on point. I mean, with our pa- shit. Yeah, Jay Spinoza I mean? came up here and he told us about you. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, dude, lazy boy's nuts. Jay is super cool. Um. And I also maybe feel that you feel well. You mentioned it earlier that um, you don't want to let nobody down. I definitely don't want to let anybody and I down. And then that's what's kicking your ass a little bit. I felt the same way about the U.S. run. I don't want to let anybody down. They see Lazy Boy on there, and they know that I'm good because I'm not. I don't, I don't suck. I got I got clean cuts. I got different ideas, and I I'm not afraid to take risks. Um, and people know that. And so they see my name up there, and they're like, oh, Lazy Boy has this shit in the back. No, no. And then I'm like, fuck, dude, I better have this shit in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end, it's just, it's, it doesn't matter about anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to go out there, you're going to do your best, you're going to kill it. And, you know, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens at the end of the day. That's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, the bay, is, the bay got your back. Yeah, the bay got your back, man. For yeah, real, yeah. the bay got your I mean, back. We got I, your I've back. Never, I've <laughs> we here rooting for you. The, mo- the motherfuckers rallying for you at that Red Bull three star competition in the bay was crazy. Insane. I got shivers looking at that shit, bro. And then you went first, which is a tough fucking go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually prefer playing first. Okay. Yeah. You see, but that to everybody else, but I'm like, don't like that. Like, what, yeah, is it, yeah. what is it about playing first? Uncomfortable. I fucking. Okay, so if you pra- 
I was also the only motherfucker there that brought gear to the venue to practice on. And we already had, the hotel had hella gear. Oh, you brought gear. Yeah, and you, could, you couldn't even go rent, even uh, Shane Campion was talking, I saw him before the battle, like a few days at the phase showcase. And he was, um, I was thinking about renting gear. Do they rent gear here? I'm like, yeah. And I introduced him to the owner and said, hey, can you rent him some gear? And... He said, oh, you know what? I'm just going to buy these uh, these fades instead. And to myself, I was like, dude, rent the fucking gear. Practice as much as you can. Bring that shit to the venue. I told Dynamics, bring your shit to the venue. Practice in one of the green rooms, mm-hmm. which is what I did. I was the only one who did that. And I was still writing my shit in the back room. I'm like, I showed uh, Mr. E, and I'm like, how do you feel about these vocals? Can you hear it? He's like, no, you can turn the music down. I'm still editing shit in the back room. Mm. Like 15 minutes before I go on. And even Dynamics like, you, you still editing shit? I Edmonton over like, huh? <laughs> 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 and, um, um, fuck what did he say? I, so here, the reason about playing first is because I have my set, shit set up there. I, was, I did maybe one or two runs straight through the set that I had ever done there at the venue. And I got to do that and then go on stage I was first. So I probably had maybe fifteen minutes before from the last time I touched the turntables to when I had to touch uh, touch them on stage. Okay. And and if you're not, we had to be there at four PM. Mm-hmm. And it didn't start till like nine right. I went on at nine I think. So there's so much downtime, right? Yeah. yeah. So you were pretty warmed up. I was wrong though, yeah. but uh, like I said, I'd only gone to the set two times and it was there at the venue. But I practiced everything else at the house, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I like going first, because you're first, one, you're, you're, there's less time gap between the last time you touched your tables and that. And then two, um, I just fucking get so nervous and shaky, I'd rather just get that shit over with. Yeah. That's probably the biggest reason. Because when you're not going first, you're you're like hearing everyone else. The anxiety's like, kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start comparing what you're, you're doing to what, like, yeah. to comparing what they've done to what you're gonna do. That's a dope approach. Yeah. I never yeah. thought about that. I tell you this much too, man. They they were shook. Oh, that, and that's a good that's a good <laughs> feeling for you. They were shook. <laughs> I don't know. Who I guess I guess you gotta treat it like a gangbang, right? You want to be first. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lazy boy going first on the gangbang for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. count me in first. He's like, Wait. you know what? It's gonna and tsh, yeah, set the tone. Yeah, I don't want to go after Jamie. Have like some chest hair like yeah. from him <laughs> on me. You know, like, yeah, the taco sauce is still here. Some nut in your balls <laughs> from some other dude. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. That's him. Your approach, you know, the lazy boy approach. I'm going first. Treat the Red Bull three star competition like a gangbang. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just go in there, he fuck knows. it up. <laughs> so I want to talk about. Um, I, I, I can't say enough about I feel like the Bay supporting you and I, it really touched me watching the videos you know what I mean and I, I want to talk about these you know these dudes that I feel like they, they a lot of people got a lot of love for you you know what I mean thank you yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the Bay in general and which is a lot of other cities lack of yeah like they, they always look out for them. Yeah, for they, their own. they look out for themselves, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it was different, dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just say it was the Bay. I mean, not dissing the Bay. I'm just saying, like... Um, no, it's the Bay. <laughs> no, I don't think so, man. I, I swear to God, the people that were rooting for me mostly were people that I knew. Like, I actually knew. I've spent time with so many of them all my own time. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that came out from Santa Rosa. They drove like an hour to get there. Wow. There's people that flew in from New York who came there to root for me. That's wow. amazing, man. Um, and it's just, uh, I, um, I definitely feel like there was, as far as crowd reaction, a hometown advantage. Um, no. I'm not going to disagree with that. But, I mean. But that wasn't up to you. Same. If if all these other competitors wanted to invite their friends to come out and they all flew out and then they would have had the takeover, yeah, yeah, it just was easier for all my people to be there, you yeah, know? yeah. And it was, I mean, maybe some of them weren't my people, but they were just in the bay and it was easy. It was a big rebel event, you know. Why mm-hmm. would they not go and show face? And then um, the fact that I'm sick and uh, everyone seen what I've been going through and just to throw down on that stage and then to actually throw down and really get upset right was like where of course they're gonna cheer you know how, how did that feel after going through what you went through you know what i mean i was ready to back out it was weird no one even told me i heard about it from um <coughs> people like tagging me in posts saying oh you're the u.s finalist i'm like oh shit like i didn't even hear from rebel even three weeks after that <laughs> so weird that you won that I made it to the finals. Oh, that you made it to the finals. Yeah. Did you check? Did you check the junk mail? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yo, it was so weird. It was so weird how they did it. Plus, things are way different this year than they've ever been. I've been going for four years, and they're way different. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were telling us earlier that you would even fly yourself to, to Taipei, to Taipei, yeah. and all those competitions. It's a group of us from from New York, from California, from. Uh, Switzerland, that we all we all rent a house together. And oh, that's fucking cool. In Chile, it was the dopest. We had the sickest mansion ever. In, in Chile? Chile? <laughs> yeah. And then on one day, I was coming home, and I heard shit in the background and in the backyard. So I get there, and fucking Scratch Bastard and, and Jazzy Jeff are jamming on our backyard porch. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Bazooka is friends with them, and he brought them over. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is so sick. <laughs> I went back outside, pretended like he came in, shot a little video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn man. That's so crazy. that's that's crazy that you would you would fly to all of these, all the basically the world finals, yeah. right? All the three star world finals, just to be surrounded by these DJs and experience everything and network and every. After Azerbaijan, I was like, dude, I need to be here. Like I'm homies with Shortcut, and right. he was there, and I was just like, man, I could be just hanging out at the hotel. It was, with Shortcut and Jazzy Jeff and every single other DJ mm-hmm. and and be having a, they were jumping in the pool having like ordering food like having a blast I'm like why would I not go to this right. so then uh, for every year since then I've just been making sure I go that's great yeah that's awesome so you've been writing for for this since forever you've been like lots of things that I picked up on too like, really like um, David booking me trying to get me to book my flights and I've been trying to book some shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we do this shit to make money, you know? Right. So if I'm out there, I might as well make some serious money because out of the country, gigs pay the most, you know? Mm-hmm. So why not grab a few grand here and there and then come back from my pockets for whether I win or lose, you know? Yeah, I get some cheese. Yeah. So when you're traveling like this, and uh you know we were talking about your immune system and keeping it strong oh man is it is it tough <laughs> every to single year i come back and come back um sick really yeah like bad sick. so how do you come like back combat that how do you how you you know how do you combat that 
do you think? How are you going to approach it? I tried lots of different shit. I tried this last time when I went to Taipei. I tried wearing a mask the entire time. Yeah. On, at least on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. But nah, it didn't help. Really? Yeah, I, don't know, I haven't figured it out yet. It's kind of scary. Yeah. It's kind of scary. But you know what? At least, at least I don't have cancer. <laughs> yeah, right. No, 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 it's kind of scary. Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying like, at least I'm not don't have cancer and then get sick. Right. Which is pretty much might happen. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, dude. Who knows? I don't know how to get through that shit. Dude, imagine he goes up there, he gets sick, and he just kills his set. The flu yeah. game status? Like like Jordan? <laughs> like Jordan in game, game six? six? Just come out there like go rest, shit. go rest on the homie's shoulder. Go rest on uh, on dynamic <laughs> shoulder, <laughs> and he just goes and he kills the final and he comes home. That'd be sick, man. I actually thought about that because when I got sick and then they announced, I was ready to back out. I said, you know what? If I'm doing chemo, there's no like I was weak when I was in here, right? I was mm-hmm. shaking and I was like leaning up against the wall. It's like ten times as hard when you're on chemo. It's like you have zero energy. You can't even lift your hand. I, I'm having, I was having trouble lifting my hand earlier, but like, mm. it's it's a struggle. Chemo is the worst for some people. Some people react differently, but I thought, you know, I'm gonna back out because I told hell of people. I even told audio one, I'm like, yo, I'm here, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And and then I started. It wasn't as difficult as I thought it was gonna be. I didn't end up doing chemo, so I was like, fuck it. And then I had all these great ideas, and then. I really want to do the R. Kelly routine. Yeah. I saved it just for this. And I was like, man, at least I can do it just go up there and do that. Because it's going to have such a reaction that it's going to be hella fun. I'm going to regret if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Audio One is like, uh, he's been kind of by his side. He was like, uh, when you had the operation, right, to remove the tumor in your throat. He was he was visiting you in the hospital, right? No, he wouldn't oh, visit no? him at home. Oh, at home, right? Yeah, he came. He, I can't remember if he came by the hospital. Hubert came by the hospital. Oh, really? That shit was crazy. Yeah. Hubert went. Damn, that's nuts. It's kind yeah, of so actually, Hard Rich is the homie, um, and and he's the guy behind the scenes at at Thud Rumble. He does all the uh, software design, mm-hmm. and um, he makes beats. So a lot of beats, and he does some of the hardware stuff too. And um, maybe he does all the hardware stuff, I don't know, but he, does, he has his hand on a lot of shit over there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I'm going to come by and visit you. And then I didn't even know Schubert was going to be there, but Schubert shows up. And I, am a, I already have my homegirl, Emma, there. And um, so it's just the four of us. And then there was actually someone else in the room, like recovering from, like, a kidney, or uh, he had an organ removed. Yeah. And, um, and then I'm sitting there. I'm like, yo, we should shoot a video. Because they wanted to get me on the photon fader, the new shit that he was pushing. And we did that. But I was like, yo, we got to shoot a real video. I'm like, we're in a hospital. It was right around Halloween. I'm like, can you guys go get a horse head and a doctor's jacket and come back and we're going to shoot some shit and we're going to have samples from Dr. Octagon. <laughs> Holy shit, there's a horse in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. I, I never posted it, but she posted it. And it was dope. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you had like a dope Last Supper party before. Yeah. Before uh, the, operation. the operation, right? Yeah. Where like you basically, I guess this is the last time you're going to like kind of enjoy food and be able to swallow yep. food. 
Yep. So you had everyone just bring what? What do you just like ate everything you loved? We called it, and I'm really, I'm really fucking rough on the feathers. Go against the grain type of stir in the pot type of guy, or else I wouldn't have done that shit. I had, I called it the pre-op, uh, last supper party. And the pre-op, when you think of pre-op, when you think of, I don't know, anybody. All right, when you, when people say pre-op. When you see, when you're swiping on Tinder, you see a hot chick and it says I'm pre-op, that means it's a dude, and they haven't gotten their oh. dick turned on yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, 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 all right. No, was, you I just schooled know. me. I didn't know that. Well, I'm from the Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah. not in that world. Shout out to Castro. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to Castro. Yeah. We're, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're kind of, little uh, squares over here. I man. know. Yeah. I guess, yeah. All right. <laughs> but I, I could imagine in the Bay, that's I don't know if that's common. a pause, but yeah. It's kind of a pause. I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, but anyways, it's a, it's a it's a, I called it my pre-op party. With that in mind. Right. I knew it would piss some people off or like at least get some sneers. And then I called it the Last Supper. Pre-op mm. Last Supper party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then from the flyer, I took all the homies from, the, it was on a Motown on Monday. So I took all the homies that were going to be there, or who I thought were going to be there, um, and then put them at the table, and I was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And then on the Facebook... You were just saying this dude was humble before, right? <laughs> he just compared himself to I Jesus. I appreciate your humility. <laughs> yeah, and I was in the middle of the table. I was, I was Jesus. Jesus. Well, I'm the only one with long enough hair, right? He's like, all the homies are there. <laughs> so what did you eat? What was the... What the was disciples. Like, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's yeah. your favorite? My favorite um, definitely changed. Like, eating is so different to me now. Fucking weird. But my favorite prior to the surgery was um, uh, zucchini mm-hmm. and with mayo. And it's a hate or love situation. A lot of people either eat Wait, vegetables with mayonnaise or they don't. They think it's fucking gross. I think that shit. I never heard of zucchini, zucchini like with mayo. Raw zucchini and mayo? No, not raw. Like grilled. Yeah. yeah. Grilled. With mayo? Yeah. Like, like you dip it in mayo? Yeah. Like how wow. excited he is! I mean, you are fucking dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's kind of like people are like, "Oh, it's so weird." But then, have you ever had artichokes with mayo? Nah, I don't eat mayo yeah. as it is. I've only done like the uh, like the Mexican corn, like with the mayo and. The well, there you go. You vegetables and mayo. Yeah, and I've never butter. done any vegetables though outside of the corn. I yeah. might want to try, try it though. Out, try yeah. it out. Try it before you knock it. That sounds fucking disgusting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> to a lot of people, it sounds disgusting. I'm, I'm sure someone, somebody who's gonna listen to this, be like, his, his story was like, "Yeah, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it's right like, "Yo, okay, <laughs> we're getting out tomorrow, too, fam." Nah, they're like, they're like, dude, we're gonna give you cancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, this is the cancer cure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. With the and mayo? then I had spaghetti on there. I had um, fucking dynamics. This is where this is where the Golden Girls came into play. Okay. Because that motherfucker flew up from LA. I mean, I also, no, I've since learned that he needs to meet 25 flights to keep his status. Yeah. <laughs> keep his uh, A list. Yeah. Southwest. But I mean, before I knew that, I thought, I, I was like, man, this guy flew up from LA to bring me a fucking root beer float. Mm. Oh, wow. And I was like, this guy is a friend. Thank you for being yeah. So that's why you included him in that uh, <laughs> Golden Girls? That is the biggest reason why it, uh-huh. like, that stood out to that me. That must have been a really good root beer flow. Yeah. It was just a root beer flow. It was a <laughs> He bought yeah. it down the street from the fucking event. It was no, basic. it was a man. It wasn't bad. It was, yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah. You know? um, it was just cool that he flew down. Like You, you appreciated the love. 
Yeah, that was the craziest part. I was like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, he told me he was going, uh, I think we were going to release this episode of the podcast, and he's like, yo, can I hit you up tomorrow? Because I'm going, I'm flying to, I'm going to, uh, to Lazy Boy's Last Supper. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. I'm like, that was super cool. Yeah, so. I was, I was, it was beyond me that he was there. I couldn't believe it. And then, um, uh, I also, at the bottom of this, it said, uh, because the top of this, it said things I'd love to eat. And the bottom it said pussy. <laughs> <laughs> How much you get of that, man? I got a bunch. Hey. Oh. It was in chocolate shape. It was in chocolate flavor. Somebody put Someone brought her pussy shape. <laughs> oh, you like chocolate, huh? It was, no, it was, it was <laughs> both chocolate and vanilla, but they brought like all these lollipops and like and candies that were looked like vaginas. Yeah. And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, really? <laughs> really? But give me some. But you ate all that shit, didn't you? All I didn't eat any of them. You were talking earlier about how you view food differently. Yeah. How do you view it now? What? It's just not as fun. It's like the fun is removed from it. Because when you try to eat food now, it's a, a it's, real... It's work. It's, is it painful? What is it? No, it's not painful. It's just work. Yeah. It's like I'm being choked every... Like drowned at waterboarding pretty much. Like a lighter side of waterboarding. Because I, I have to push it down with water. And then it gets caught around my... um. So I had a lot of radiation when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. And it destroyed my the ability of my epiglottis. Which is a flap that covers your your trachea mm-hmm. and directs food into your esophagus. Because mm. there's just two tubes right in your right. throat right there, and so it covers that when you swallow. And mine stopped functioning because of radiation. Oh wow! So now everything goes right into my trachea, and the only way I stop it from going into my lungs or down my trachea is by closing my vocal cords, like like, that. like when you're taking a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Great, great example. So it's like a pleasure and pain, but it's like it's it's just you're getting the taste, but you're getting the struggle yeah, of like the taste. time to digest it. Yeah, but then the moment it starts going past into your like your further back in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's with anything or just solids like yogurt. Is yogurt easy to pass through or not? I think for now, for me right now, it's like any kind of like feeling that I get back there, I think my body is like, yo, you can't swallow. Oh, freak out. Yeah, mm. kind of going yeah. shock mode. So it's, it, eating is, is work. It's tough. It's challenging. Like I, someone was telling me uh, that you you needed dentures or you needed like teeth. like Because so, of the radiation that I had before about mm, 10, 10 years later, 15 years later, um, my teeth started just falling apart, breaking. So after, because of the radiation you had when you were 14, yeah. 10 years later, your teeth started just like falling out or decaying? No, it never fell out. I, 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 um, I eventually had all of them removed and the, all they were were stumps. They were just, I just had like one tooth in the front and then half a tooth on the so other they side. Just, the they just became very brittle? Yeah. And just started and like slowly like chipping and mm-hmm. just breaking off? Oh, yeah. wow. And so I, and so and that, was, that, was, that was 10 years after the radiation? Yeah. Damn. Wow. Maybe 10, 12, something like that. But then mm-hmm. after like 15, they were just like, I stopped going to the dentist. I was like, dude, why am I getting this repaired? Going in there and getting stabbed with needles and, and getting drills when it's just going to break like a week and a half, two weeks later, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So you were actually trying to fix 
all every tooth that was breaking and when like they first started yeah cracking. wow yeah, so i was like oh shit cracked the tooth what the hell what are you doing what are you yeah because i'm jealous of your teeth man his teeth yeah. look better than my shit you, you need the work you see yours my shit's a fucked up. Yeah, you better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're real, though. You're real. 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 He's a, he, Fuck real, man. His is real fake. And yours <laughs> are real. real fake. This is yeah. good, man. Oh, yeah. Yours is good to me because there's things that I can't do that you can do. For sure. I mean, like, come on, man. Don't bring that shit on me now, man. <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> you, can ch- you can chew, eat, and have your favorite food. No, I'm my not man, talking about that. My I'm man talking is about shooting his tea. formula. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you have more room in your mouth to, to for dicks and, and snugs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was like, like, don't, 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 don't take it there, bro. <laughs> don't take it there. Don't take it there. No, I mean, but like, it's so like I, you guys play sports, right? Yeah. yeah. So you guys, when you're playing football or whatever sport, you got a mouthpiece, right? Yeah. And there ain't much room in your mouth after that, right? No. No. So imagine trying to eat food with your mouthpiece in your mouth. That's how I meet every day. That's how, oh, mm, yeah. that's how it feels. Wow, I yeah. never thought about it that way. Yeah. Listen, I keep these fucking fucked up teeth over here. Naturals. Yeah, give me naturals. Unless you want to get implants, and then you're good, because then you don't have this thing covering the top of your mouth. But one thing I do have, I can fuck up some tortilla chips and not worry about them stabbing the roof of my, roof of my mouth. Oh wow! <laughs> Damn, my man got the tortilla chips. Yeah, fucking killer <laughs> on lock over there. Yeah. So, uh, what do you call it? With with everything like kind of moving forward towards uh, the finals, the finals mm. in Moscow. Mm. Uh, are you and you you were focused on your health and you still are focused on your health, obviously. Mm-hmm. Are you still trying to do gigs here and there? Um, no, I no. just turned down an Asian tour, you a did? big one. Yeah, like four four or five countries. Wow. Yeah, hit me up last week. And you just had to turn it down because you're like, I gotta focus on my health and I gotta focus on my set and all of this other shit for the for the comp. I told them I said, look, um, I'm booked out to May. Um, we can make it happen, but it has to happen in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Because you feel like you have enough time to get shit in order. I think one of the biggest reasons why the dynamic didn't win is because he was not focused as much as he could have been. I mean, we're not trying to break down why. He, Right, what happened with the set? Yeah, but um, I um, what the fuck did he say? He was trying to say that he 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 was doing so much. Yeah, right? and I I see I see that, and I I remember thinking that at the time, like, man, this guy really thinks he's he he's gonna murder us all because it's he's just traveling the road, ain't no thing, you know. He can come back and mop us up because he's doing shit like this on little mini controller. Like we're fucked, yeah. you know. Yeah, and and then. After winning, I'm like, damn, dude. Maybe that has something to do with it. Like, so I'm learning from that lesson. Don't, don't think you're just gonna go in the shit and win it because it's gonna take a lot of hard work. What do you feel about? How do you feel about DJs that are really just putting all their routines and all their great ideas on social media for free and just kind of putting it out there? I mean, if you can capitalize from it, awesome, do it. But um, I think. I think people. I think a lot of DJs are just too comfortable to do that. They're just so comfortable putting their ideas and their concepts. I'm one of those people. I put them all. I put them all out except for when, um, some of them. I, I noticed that you know this is worthy of doing it for Serato. This is worthy of doing it for Pioneer. This is worthy of saving it for a battle. You know, mm-hmm. and then I and then I put it in the pocket, and I'll tell you from being a performing 
<laughs> being an Instagram performer, <laughs> when you have a dope idea, you just want to put it out. Mm-hmm. You just really want to get that um, uh, validation validation from other people. But that's that's what I'm talking about. Is that's the problem with social media? It is, is, is that I agree. is that everyone's seeking this validation, but it's not. I mean, it can it can build a career. But at the same time, I feel like people are giving too much away. You I know what I mean? I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. And then this, the they, they're kind of giving so much away, and they're so comfortable giving it away for free that they actually their frame of thinking they they don't know how to package it and sell it. Mm, I agree. Yeah. And I just think uh, I think they need to hold back a little bit. I had a conversation with a couple of DJs about that, and just like packaging it putting it together because even comedians you know like mm-hmm. they they spend a year like creating new new, uh, new years actually yeah. well for me uh, typically what happens is they'll spend a year coming up with new material yeah going through different circuits and just going to different testing clubs. it mm-hmm. in different uh comedy clubs putting together an hour routine that they can sell to hbo netflix mm-hmm. showtime or whatever put out this live thing get paid and then the next year, work on a new special. Yeah. And I feel like there's something missing from these DJs that are just putting it out there for free and not really understanding that they can capitalize off of it. I think that I think you hit it around the head. I think what you just said right now is the golden ticket of what's going to happen tonight. And the entire conversation we're having, Yeah. I think if, if any of the listeners were to take anything from this conversation... I think it should be that. Anyone who's trying to come up and do some shit. Yeah. That is so important because um you can you if you need validation, go out and do that shit in the club. Ain't nobody gonna remember. maybe they will, but you're gonna get that instant validation like I did when I did that sh- that R. Kelly shit here right. at the Martini. I just I, I think we mentioned this in our, our last week's episode and I said how come you know these these DJs who are creating these routines. Why aren't they just kind of selling it as a transition record? Yeah, you have a very good point there too. And I, I have something like that. that yeah, that my friends like you should do that. Because I, I was talking with Four Color Zach. It was like, yo, we were literally me and Zach were literally talking after his gig at Tao for like four hours at this casino bar. Mm-hmm. And then you guys talking about this? Yeah, we oh, we're talking what about a lot say? of shit. <laughs> well, what did he say? Well, I was just remember he had that routine. Uh, the with box. with the box, which which the box and Justin Timberlake and I and it went pretty viral on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. On Twitter. And I said, look, like you guys aren't capitalizing. There's young kids out there that would play that transition record. There's even older dudes who can't do that that would play that transition <laughs> record. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people that would play that transition record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, and honestly, if you want to break it down even iller, mm-hmm. you can. If you put the transition record out there. People aren't going to practice as much to recreate it. Mm. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're so you're almost you're building. Game, you're, you're almost kind of weakening your competition a yeah, little bit. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Because yeah. you, you, you're literally, if you don't make it available, they're like, "Damn, I got to learn this and redo this." I'm gonna have a bunch of edits coming up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. But I think there's something there, and you know, Bandcamp, you can always sell your transitions, and yeah. you can sell records or whatever or you sell want it to one of those. And I was like, ninety nine cents, seventy nine cents. Who cares? Yeah, right? yeah. It's something in your pocket, right? 
And then not only that, you build a following and boom, you stamp your name on it. If that's your transition. How many DJs who nobody knows about are going to buy that shit too? And Tons. they're going to be like Lazy Boy. That's the Lazy Boy transition. That's the Lazy that's the Boy. Lazy boy and it, 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 you know, this is the thing that I'm trying to say is that it's almost like if comedians were packaging their jokes one at a time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And what you're doing is like you're testing it out. You're seeing how it works. Oh shit, this joke works. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, this is a big joke. Mm. Oh shit, I posted this joke on Twitter and Instagram. It's going viral. I'm going to sell this shit. I'm going to add some, some YouTube ads to that shit. Yeah. And you know, you, you feel what I'm saying though, yeah, right? No, yeah, I, no, I agree 100%. But I feel like yeah. the people aren't, they're just approaching it in mm -hmm. a very, I don't know. One nobody, nobody ever spoke about this in a podcast right now. I mean. You yeah. should have packaged that shit and sold it, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I can't do that shit, but I can see the the business in it. I'm saying the idea that you just came up with right now, yeah. you should package that shit. You're saying what you're telling us to package it. Listen, <laughs> all of these, well, I, I'm just sick of seeing, I'm just sick of seeing all of these DJs put it out there for free. I just think, it, I think it's good that they put it out there for free, but I want them to start thinking like businessmen, businesswomen, and packaging their shit. You're right. And marketing themselves and putting something together instead of, kind of just treating everything like in social media where it's like oh like everything's so instantaneous and it loses value you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and everyone starts looking at it like it's free all oh, this this all of this shit should be free and it's like nah man like this shit takes work you know what i'm you saying you shifted my view on it i see things differently you know yeah <laughs> even yesterday Ian was at my house and he's like bro yo you, pro you, you produce you got anything that, that you produce uh, I'm like nah, man. I I mean I have some some shit, but, but that's production. And then he's like he's like yo, yo right now you should come out with a track, put that shit out, people will fuck with it. His name's hot. And I'm like dude, you're on some like shit. And he's like you have any projects that you haven't finished? Just give them to me, and we can do a collab on it. And then yes, bam. yes. And that's and that's another thing is like I I know so many dudes who are producing, and they have a good thirty to forty percent track mm -hmm. it's like 40 percent of it's good they just need to work with like two other dudes and work together mm -hmm. and like make it 100 percent because there's always like there's always a guy that's dope on keyboards mm -hmm. there's always a guy that's better at like uh drum drum uh, sequencing and there's, there's always a guy that maybe is really good at you know samples yeah. or loops and if they all just come together and work together they can be like the next neptunes and shit there's a lot of reasons why why people aren't doing that. I think the number one reason is they're not thinking like like you're thinking. That that idea hasn't maybe crossed their mind. Right. Among many other reasons like ego and shit. But I think the biggest reason why shit like DJs don't do that shit and why some producers might not do that shit is they just haven't thought about that. So when you put shit out there like you're doing mm -hmm. right now, I think it's good, very valuable. I've always said that whenever I see a bunch of DJs come together, I mean, sometimes they make some whack shit. But I said, <laughs> but a majority of the time, it comes out kind of, it comes out dope. Whether DJs come together to make a party, a music, a routine, or whatever the fuck, it ends up being kind of dope. I would say like 90% of the time. And then 10% might be trash, but you know what I'm saying? Like Jamie alone, you know, 
he ain't shit alone, man. I ain't shit. <laughs> when he's part of this podcast. 2020, I ain't shit. He still ain't shit, but you know, still at least he's shit. part of something. <laughs> something. <laughs> at least you involved, bro. Somehow, somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But but uh, what do you call it? But anyway, I mean, I, I want it would be dope if you could take some of your transitions, great edits. Which one? Or routines, I mean, you've right? heard, what would you like to hear? I mean, like the all of them, bro. All of them. Imagine the R. Kelly one out there. You just have to think. You just have no to. No one can play that shit. Yeah. yeah you have, but yeah, you, you might to, make yes. it cool. See, that's what I'm saying is you're like, no yeah. one's going to play that shit. People you don't know that. Shit. Dude, everyone's going to play that shit, but you just have to refine it in a way that's playable. Does that make sense? Because there's probably DJs trying to re- re- remake it. Or they are doing it. I guarantee it. you there's I no fucking Bro, you, you want to know why? Because hundreds of people, and I think every DJ has tried to do the Oasis DJ AM shit. Mm-hmm. Same fucking thing. And that's two fucking basic songs. Well, this one was way too complex to redo. That's but, what I'm saying is that you, for me, I think if you made a transition and you created it in a, a player-friendly way and almost created, almost like you got to take your routine and kind of mix it in with like a party break. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of put mm-hmm. it together. Yeah, 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 Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it becomes like an evolution. Oh, I, I already thought how to Exactly. Yeah. So like now you're making it into an, a, like an evolved Crooklyn Clan party break. Mm-hmm. That's a transition. Because Worst Comes to Worst is such a tricky song to get into. You have to play it for the right crowd. And the other reason, reason why that works at three is because they're DJ heads and they know so, ha, uh, 25% knew who's out of the people's room. Yep. Know? And that's why that works. But I can also see when you're saying that, you got to try to make a party record. You could have a sample that says, um, uh, where's all the real hip-hop at? You know, the KRS one. Yeah. And then go into that and then have that transition. Exactly. Yeah, I see. I hear or that. you can just even re-drum certain things. So, like, you had a Vanessa Carlton into, like, the Bruno Mars. Yeah. Like, that in essentially is a transition record. Yeah. And you just have to add maybe something to the Vanessa Carlton to make it stand out. To make it make a redrum or even yeah. just add something a mm-hmm. little bit or shorten it so it goes right to the meat and potatoes of what mm-hmm. you want to do. And then it becomes a transition record or I don't know. We gotta we gotta come up with a better I like that. I'm gonna a do routine that. transition record. I don't know. We gotta come up with a good name for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll get it in two weeks, guys. Three but weeks. it's it's one of these Three things words. where you can like sell those, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you have a fifteen minute routine even if you don't sell it, you can just use it for marketing. You put but it yeah, out you there. You can do 99 cents. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. You know what I'm saying? 90, like, who can't afford 99 cents? That'll be out very soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like, you get a thousand, you got, and then you have like 50 transition records on there. Yeah. And they're all trailing 800 downloads, 400 downloads. Come on. That so all adds up, bro. You do once a week. It's yeah. $4 a month for every person. A lot of people, um, a lot of people do put out shit like that. Um, I actually have, and you're saying don't do it for free, but I actually have on my website, at the bottom of um, my website, there is a For DJs Only link. Mm. And it's all these hands-on edits that I started like 10 years ago. And they're, um, they're routines that you can use in a club, but they all start off with like a sample that you can scratch with. And they have some other feature in it that you have. You can't just let the record player end up falling off beat. Right. Off beat. And then you have to manipulate it. That's why it's called the hands-on edit. And I have a bunch of them on my website. But they're <coughs> for free until I get back to my computer. Start charging, man. Start <laughs> charging. That's going to be gone by the end of today. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you call it? I think we're going to... 
wrap it up. Yeah, because yeah. we're we're hitting that two hour mark. Um, what do you call it? No, but Lazy Boy, yo, thank you so much for coming on, so man. Yeah, man. Like it was it was really an honor to have you on. It was great. And I definitely wanted you to I uh, I wanted you to come on before the the Moscow competition. Yeah. You know, I thought it was important to have you on, and uh, I really we were really touched. I was really touched by everything that went on at the U.S. Finals. Yeah. I know I kept saying that, but I really was, and I I thought it was dope, man. And uh, and we're we're gonna be rooting for you in uh, Moscow. Yeah, yeah, man. And for sure. Thanks. And mm-hmm. we want you, you to keep your immune system strong, and we know you're going to put together a dope set, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's one of us in this room knows that. Yeah, nah, <laughs> let's do it. Come on, man. And then uh, you mm-hmm. have, is that your, sorry, is that your clothing line or oh, that's yeah, the stuff yeah. you sell? If you go on my website, there's a link to it. But um, DJLazyBoy.net. Yeah. And this is just a message. First, I came up with this. It was just a cancer with a line to it. Sliced out, yeah. Because the actual company, um, uh, Class Act 93, they're a graffiti crew. Yeah. Um, And they helped me with this shit. So, and then I came up with this one, which really more of what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted something with a message that really screamed to me. And Sound like everyone says, you know, thoughts and prayers, and I'm praying for you, and God bless you, and I, I'm agnostic, so that means nothing to me, other than you care about what happens. Mm-hmm. So, I just made this shit, and... Sin has prayers crossed out. Sin, a cure. A cure, yeah, for cancer. Yeah. Cool, man. Yo, thank you for coming through, man. Thank, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. You can catch this video on youtubecom podcast We have a brand new video every Friday. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe, hit the notification to be the first to get the video. And uh, shout to DJ City. <laughs> shout to DJ City. Peace. Peace.